Right. We're back. We're back. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, hey, you know, it's a Monday. Uh, it's a Monday. Yeah, that's it. November 21st, uh, 2022. Uh, this is uh, Sovereign Minds, the podcast. And uh, we're brought to you from the epicenter of freedom, mountaintopmedia.com. Downtown Redding, California. Uh, yeah, downtown Redding, California. <laughs> the uh, epicenter of the epicenters uh, of freedom and liberty uh, from across the country and across the nation brought to you from here. And so, <laughs> and only from here. Well, not only, but we're we're uh, uh, another link in the chain, a cog in the wheel, uh, a chink in the gear. Uh, so, we want to start off with uh, uh, you know talking about the elections that just happened, and wow, what wow. a what a roller coaster ride. Uh, I I don't think that we did nearly as bad as the mainstream media you know trolled us with. Oh, they want to make it sound like you know really bad. The red wave didn't happen. Yeah, the red wave crashed on the blue shore, yeah. but I don't think so because if you look across the country, I think the red wave was at the local county uh, 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 school boards and the uh, exactly. boards of supervisors and across the country. If you look at the map, it sure looked like we're a lot more red than blue. And so I think that uh, we did pick up the house and... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that stuff, and we've also got uh, a person that I want to talk about a strategy on here. But uh, first, what we want to do is pull a guy uh, up on the screen. Uh, our first clip is a guy named Matt Baker, and this kind of went viral over the weekend. And, the uh, eyes of the world. It shows you the frustration of the people in Mar Maricopa County in Arizona because they uh, they have. I mean, they've had it for a few years now. I mean, they've been through the ringer for a while. Well, they. A bunch of shenanigans in this last yeah. election. I mean, I, I've got a clip of guys showing lines, lines, and yeah. they, you know, throwing out the votes. Anyway, this guy kind of capsulizes what his feelings were on uh, the. Yeah, this the, is pretty good. Yeah, so go ahead and roll the the, the yeah. uh, tape. Am I here to accuse you of stealing the vote? Heavens no, for that would make me a terrorist, wouldn't it? Let me ask you. If you took your life savings to a bank and the teller put them in a machine and the machine kicked out one out of four of your bills and the teller said, don't worry, we'll put them in box three over here and we'll let you know how many were in there later. We'll send them off to a separate location and someone will be sure to get back to you and tell you how much money you have. Would you be okay with that? No, you would not be okay with that. Now ask yourself the question, which is more valuable, your vote or your money? Now ask a lobbyist that same question. Now ask a campaign manager that question. Now ask Mark Zuckerberg that question, which is more valuable, your money or your vote or your country or this world or the corruption that is taking over every single county in this nation? And then you look into your own soul and you look back at yourself in the mirror and realize that you are the cancer that is tearing this nation apart. Good. Yeah, I think you he was, he was a, little, a little upset. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy was uh, very passionate you, did, yeah, about what he was saying. He was a little saying. upset about it. <laughs> Can you blame him? No. I mean, everybody should kind of be there. Yeah, with it, what's going on? I yeah, mean, like I mean, we the, said, Arizona. You know, the really fact that, that 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 they're, you know, these there's obviously cheating going on. We're going to go into the ballot harvesting thing and all that. 
and uh, and some of this cheating is legal. And so, uh, if you yeah. want to call it that, I mean, is uh, you know, this ballot harvesting. A lot of uh, conservatives don't uh, like the idea because they think it's cheating. When I'm saying that if you do it right and it's lawful, it's not cheating because it, you're not, you know, the inference is that you're making things up or you're filling out ballots incorrectly or not yours. But there's another uh, strategy with this ballot right. harvesting. Right. If we had, you know, the laws and the voting system set up like it's supposed to be. Well, it was, it, we it, should get rid of it to begin with. But exactly. We have that's it, what but I'm saying. Yeah, but so. Under the circumstances and the way the laws are set and the voting system, the way it's set up. Well, it's legal. Let's uh, let's uh, we'll we'll yeah. target that a little a little in a little bit here. But let's uh, let's go to the next clip and see what we have here. And uh, uh, what other clip do we got here? What's but, the next uh, you know the GOP got the ballot harvesting right in, in California. Well, that's and that's what we'll talk, we're going to yeah. talk about this. Let's just talk about Arizona for a minute here. And see what's going on. So Arizona AG takes actions. Ballots reported in black duffel bags. Officials broke election laws. So this is the Arizona Assistant, Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright with the Elections Integrity Unit wrote a letter to the Maricopa County officials Saturday demanding accountability for the widespread ballot tabulation and ballot printer problems. Because evidently it was kicking out. You know, one out of four ballots. Uh, because they couldn't know, be read or something. You know, they couldn't tabulate them. Go, yeah, it couldn't tabulate them. The center, they could only, they couldn't read them. There's all kinds of problems with this thing. And you know, even if that's innocent, you can't help, and you have to suspect, and you have to question that is this election has an, an integrity with it? Because, oh yeah, you're an election denier. No, I I want to make sure that we have a fair election here. That's not being cheated on by right. uh, parties in the election, and we've and that's seen. That's why you question it. That's you have why to, everybody have, needs to question it. You know, two thousand mills, Dominion voter right. machines. How many examples of it? You know, the ballot box stuffing. I mean, at what point in time do you go? Wait a minute! I think they're cheating. Uh, at, at the at a minimum, they're uh, at a, at the max they're cheating. At a minimum, they're incompetent and they don't know how to run the system efficiently. Because you could go to Florida, uh, which is the fourth largest state population wise in the country, and they had their bullets tabulated by eight o'clock that night and knew who the winners were. Right, and you know we go back to the twenty twenty election. This has been an ongoing thing with Arizona. Yes, that's what There's I'm saying. There's been a lot of questions going on, and they have proven that things aren't right down there from the 2020 election, let alone the election that we just had. Well, it looks like they're doing it again, but uh, go ahead and scroll down a little bit, and uh, you guys can read this whole thing uh, if you want. Keep going. It's on the Gateway Pundit. Uh, it's on the Gateway Pundit. Keep going. It actually includes the letter. Keep Yeah, right there. So this is a, the letter actually from the uh, uh, Arizona uh, uh, Assistant District Attorney uh, to uh, the Maricopa County uh, elections officials. And, and, you know, wanting accounting of all the problems uh, that, uh, you know, was occurring during this election. But it, let's go to the next one because I want to move kind of fast through because we got a long clip after this. But let's go to the next one. You guys, go, go, you know, go back and read all these yourselves. So let's go to the next one, number three. And. Uh, Is that the orange peel? Orange no, no, Did you see the orange, the orange peel? Gray. Okay, so I want to scroll down. Uh, this to get to the uh, so there's a, a clip it's about a minute and a half go ahead and keep going down and uh, keep going keep going you know 
It's interesting if the boats would have come in another way. You right think there. the Dems would have been screaming? Now see, this is a now this is an actual video of what happened in Maricopa County on election day. This is Anthem north of Phoenix, about an hour and fifteen minutes, and a red ruby district of about thirty thousand people in only one polling location. Go ahead and and, and hit the hit the uh, the uh, video button. <laughs> And it's, a, it's amazing as how far this line goes. And to think that they didn't do this on purpose in a conservative county to try to stop the vote from happening, you make your own conclusions. But this is a, no matter what, this is a poorly run election at, at the minimum. Yeah, they didn't do but, this on but, but purpose. But that tells you they? something too, how many people actually turn out on voting day. Well, how many people, well, that's why we got to change our strategy yeah. and we're going to change our strategy because this is what the Democrats are excelling at is how to strategically win by the rules, lawful or unlawful. And we need to apply the, the, the rules. The rules that are in place for the elections exactly. at this time. Exactly. Dang, man. Because this, this is crazy. This is crazy. And of course they didn't do this on purpose. How many people had to walk away? How many people had to go, hey, I gotta go to yeah, work, or I got exactly. kids to pick up, or, or I got kids, or whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. One polling place for 30,000, that's, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, there was no cheating going on here, there was no, Corruption in the system, you know, just like Matt Baker was saying, ah, no problem there, right? Yeah. Uh, no, these people are corrupt. They're entrenched in power that are running these things, and they need to be ousted. Okay, so well, uh, the next clip is going to be, I want to explain before we do the next clip, uh, who this uh, clip is. Let me make sure I'm on the same page here. Number four. Uh, number four, Clarity and Elections, Boom Boom Gateway Pundit. Uh, oh, this is Shasta County. No, I, this is Shasta County. Yeah. And uh, this just shows you, this go ahead and us. scroll down. This is our local elections. Okay, so here's our first one. We just, Here's uh, Arthur, uh, uh, author, it's actually author. author yeah. uh, Gorman and Richard Gallardo was the two people that ran, and then uh, Dolores Lucero as well, against the incumbents. Okay, and so they did pretty well. Author uh, got the most yeah, votes. Yeah, the percentages sure did change. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And, it used and, to be about 77%. Yeah, isn't that interesting yeah. how things get keep now? Go down a little farther, and let's uh, keep going. And uh, I'll tell you when uh, we got Cheryl Clifford who won that last. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back up. Okay, got a little more, a little more, a little more. Uh, okay, so uh, Jackie Lababero. We got Cheryl Clifford up there. Yeah. She's a she's a new person who's running. Uh, you got Jackie Lababero in the Anderson uh, High School. I think Lindsay Haynes was too, wasn't she? Maybe not. And. So I, and so we had a bunch of new candidates mm -hmm. that are running. Uh, keep going down. Uh, our big Andrea wholesale. She's uh, she's a new candidate. She's uh, one of us. 
Uh, we've also got uh, keep going down. So what's happening is that there there is a takeover of these school districts. There's a takeover yes. of these boards of supervisors. This is District 1. This was a heavily contested race. I don't even know if it's over yet. There might be a demanded recount yeah, between Reznor and Yeah, I just heard on Pride. the radio this morning that Kathy Darling is saying there's like a thousand and something uh, ballots. To, See, to that's what keeps count. happening. The ballots just keep uh, appearing from nowhere uh, if uh, their guys don't. And Aaron Reznor was supposed to be a conservative backed by uh, a bunch of Democrats. Isn't that interesting? Hmm, no, no strategies yeah. there. And then we got Chris Kellstrom. Congratulations, Chris, uh, you know, on his win in the District 5. So, and uh, he's a new one, too. And he he's, a, he's a new one. He's a patriot. So, yeah. so that's what's happening across the board. Let's, uh, let's Yeah, they, go. they don't like to tell you about that, how this is happening across the United States, not just here. There was a lot of it. Exactly. So let's go uh, queue up our next video, and uh, th and before we Rumble. play, it, before I play it, I'll uh, yeah, because it was it was on uh, uh, YouTube. If I can play it on Rumble, I will play it on Rumble anytime I can before. YouTube. Oh yeah, before I I don't hardly go to YouTube yeah. at all anymore. There's so this, no reason. So this is uh, this is Dr. Steve Turley, who was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Iowa <laughs> got that stuck in Iowa. Yesterday. And uh, he's a. Uh, he is. He's written about eighteen books. Uh, you know, he's, uh, uh, he's specializes in history, politics, spiritual, yeah. uh, uh, spirituality, and culture uh, of Islam. Actually, which is kind of interesting. He taught at George Washington University uh, in in uh, Qatar, uh, and so he's also uh, a, a tenured professor of public policy, political science at George Mason University. Authored four books there, uh, Reconstructing the Global Order. Uh, he's, uh, you know, so this guy's uh, not some schmo. He also teaches at two right. universities in Canada and Turkey, as well as Oxford University. So this guy's a, a scholar, okay? So he's not just some schmo writing a hit piece. Now, I think that this is very important for everybody to understand. This is what we need to do. We need to get past the fact that we think ballot harvesting is cheating. It's, it's not cheating. It can be done legally. It's 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 a way of getting the vote out. Now, I'm not saying that the Democrats don't cheat using some strategies, but this particular strategy is a new thing that can be done legally and in the favor of the Republicans and the conservatives as well. So, well, yeah, it goes back to if you don't know the rules of the game. Well, that's it, because everybody, when you say ballot harvesting, everybody immediately thinks that's cheating. And, and it's bad. And, it sh and it's bad. And it, I think it, it is, is bad, bad. And it should be. But in the meantime, until we can get guys in there that we can get rid of this stuff, you have to adapt to it. Uh, you know, this is war. You have yeah, to adapt. Yeah, we kind of have to use their tactics. So go ahead. And this explains it so it doesn't have the same light as it did before. Go ahead and run the, run the video. If you're a Kaiser employee and you own oh, your home, now is the time to take advantage of... It looks like we now have a ballot harvesting strategy that will crush the Democrats in 2024. The strategy is coming from Sean Steele, the Republican National Committeeman from California. He's a very savvy political tactician. His wife, Michelle Steele, just won her house race in California's 48th district. And she won largely through utilizing this ballot harvesting strategy, which effectively neutralized her Democrat opponent's early mail-in vote advantage. And she's not alone. Republicans control the House right now precisely because of all of these wins in California, where ballot harvesting is the legal norm. 
It was, in fact, Kevin Kiley, the winner of California's third district, who put the GOP at 218 seats and in control of the House. So there's some magic going on here in California while our hopeless pundit class is trying to come up with some narrative that explains that success. The answer, as we're finding from Sean Steele, the reason for this success doesn't boil down to a narrative like, oh, Trump sucks or abortion, abortion. Instead, the answer is strategy. It's employing a tactic that since 2018, the Democrats have tapped into for their electoral success. But now the GOP in Southern California is beating them at their own game. Michelle Steele won her seat in a plus five Democrat district. It's a Northwest Orange County district. Biden carried it by six points. But Michelle Steele, utilizing this ballot harvesting tactic, won. So what are they doing? Well, in California, as I'm sure you know, ballot harvesting is, of course, the legal norm. Ballot harvesting is the practice in which political operatives collect absentee ballots from voters' homes and drop them off at a polling place or election office. You may not know, but in California, you can come into the polls with as many ballots as you want that you could personally carry and drop them off, no questions asked. Now, obviously, we can bitch and moan all we want about that, or we can do what California Republicans are doing, and that's adapting their election strategies to beat the Democrats at their own game. The key here is that Republicans have been making conservative evangelical churches their absentee ballot centers. Drop boxes are being placed in the middle of churches throughout their districts. The parishioners are instructed on how to sign the ballot. Both the ballot and the envelope have to be signed for signature matching and verification. And the church elders, in turn, take the drop boxes directly to the register of voters. So the entire process is streamlined. There are clear instructions on how to fill out the ballot. And because it involves church staff and administration taking the ballots to the polling centers, there's a great deal of confidence among parishioners that their votes are being handled responsibly and are being counted with a clear chain of custody protocol being followed. But drop boxes aren't just being put at the center of churches. We're talking gun shops. We're talking sporting and hunting shops. You know, it's any and all kinds of places where patriots hang out and it's working. Again, what has to be reiterated here is that this is the second election in a row where California Republicans have cleaned the Democrats clocks using this tactic. We have to remember that back in 2018, that was the first election, the last midterms before this this year's midterms. That was the first election California Democrats used the strategy of ballot harvesting, and they clobbered the Republicans. They picked up a whole host of seats. And again, back then, the Republican establishment was doing exactly what they're doing now. They were whining about Trump. It's all Trump's fault. Trump, it's all Trump. Mean tweets, mean tweets. These idiots actually think that elections are still won based on who runs. Hello, Festerman. But California Republicans didn't go there. They recognized that they got crushed not because of a person, but because of a plan. They realized it wasn't Trump. It was a tactic that beat them in the end. So they adapted. 
they began to employ the same strategies that Democrats use with their constituencies, but now with Republican constituencies so as to maximize their vote. They put drop-off boxes in churches, gun shops, and the like, and lo and behold, look at what happened in 2020. Do you remember we came within just a handful of seats of winning back the House in 2020? Do you remember that? Well, just like last Tuesday, that's because a huge portion of those 2020 seat flips came from California. They flipped four seats in California alone back in 2020 and by big margins, too. And they're doing it again in this midterm election. Once again, in the second election in a row, it's California where we're seeing the most seats getting flipped from blue to red. One Republican strategist reported that back in 2020, Republicans used a drop box to collect over 12,000 ballots from one single church alone in Southern California. 12,000. This is the SoCal ballot harvesting strategy, and its potential as a national strategy for the GOP is enormous. And that's because we have to remember that evangelical voters, depending on how you define evangelical, but depending on the de definition, evangelicals generally make up anywhere from a quarter to a third of the national vote, which is huge. White evangelicals make up the bulk of that percentage, and the AP VoteCast survey found that 81% of white evangelicals voted for Trump in 2020 and 80% voted for Trump in 2016. So we're talking about a huge voter base that with ballot harvesting can get even larger. Remember, one of the biggest disappointments in these last midterms is the failure of the rural vote to come out the way they came out in 2016, 2020. J.D. Vance had a great piece talking about this in The American Conservative, and he noted that rural voters last week simply didn't come out in anywhere near the numbers that we needed them to in places like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan and Arizona. And the reason is because in the end, there wasn't a get-out-the-vote effort to get them to the polls. And shame on us for that, because this has been the pattern, as Vance explained, this has been the historical pattern of rural voters for decades. Rural voters are not that engaged in politics. And when they tended to vote Democrat before 2016, that worked to our advantage. The neocon rhino Republican Party used to love it when the rural vote stayed home, since they were predominantly Democrat. But now in the grand old Patriot Party, the new Trumpian Republican Party, they're now our voters. And unless Trump is holding tons of rallies in their counties like he did in 2016 and 2020, there is going to have to be an alternative get out the vote campaign to get them to the polls. Or we put drop boxes in every single rural church, because guess who is the most religious church going demographic in the nation? Can you say rural populations? It's no coincidence that the 10 most religious states in the nation correspond almost exactly to what had been designated as the most redneck travel destinations throughout the country. This is how we crushed the Democrats in 2024. This is how we absolutely overwhelmed their early mail-in vote advantage. We're not merely looking to offset their ballot harvesting advantage. We want to smash it. We want to decimate it. 
Now, obviously, there's more to it, as Maricopa County showed us, the shamed world. We've got to find ways of being the ones counting the votes so there's more at the administrative and precinct levels that we need to do, no question. But in terms of overwhelming the actual ballots, this SoCal strategy has worked two elections in a row for us. It's time to make it the model for all states that still use ballot harvesting because it promises to be a real game changer in the elections to come. As always, make go. sure to smack yeah. that bell Perfect. and subscribe so, button. You will definitely want to check out my latest video on the... Uh, yeah, you know, uh, if we start winning at this, you can guarantee you that the uh, libs will want to get rid of it. You know? Oh, yeah, they're going to want to change that. Now, you, now you're going to be a, now you're going to be a ballot box stuffer. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, some That's kind of bad. name. Don't think of some name. It's the, the ballot boxers or something. Uh, you know, they got just, racist. Yeah, it'll be a, you'll have a racist that all white people in churches are racist. Yeah. Uh, or maybe redneck. I mean, it's is, is red, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is redneck, redneck. I'd say it's pretty close to the, the to redneck. I find it very interesting that California flipped uh, in, seats. these seats, the yeah. most seats of any state. And so that's pretty interesting when we look back at the governor's race on the recall, what happened? Well, and uh, were they doing the same thing? You know, they they change. They, they keep these emergency powers in place. Because they keep changing the rules, especially you know, uh, you know, Ivan the guy, you know, Gavin the Terrible down right. there in uh, Sacramento. But uh, he made some Newsom. good points, you know, adopting what they're doing. You know, we have to do. You know, even since 2016, the Republicans are screaming, "We need the churches to get involved. We need right. the churches to this vote how you do it. and get the voters out." You know, we need to go to and take them to the polls. I think the well, initial gut reaction from the the conservative side is that we don't want to cheat. This is not cheating if right. it's done right. Right. And this pulls them in because I wonder how many of the people are more likely to vote how many that way. Well, how many people are not voting? That's, that's going to turn the, to vote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. The, so it makes a, a big difference. I think it's a great you know? strategy. Uh, we got about nine, ten seconds left, and then we'll get on to our next segment. Yeah. And don't forget. Find out. I mean, we need to find out how you, you place the boxes in different areas. So, uh, you know, if uh, you like what you see, uh, you know, hit the content uh, subscription, uh, the <laughs> smash, the, smash bell, the bell, share it, kick the yeah. notifications, whatever you're going to do. And, and you might want to send that video out to people. Yeah, this is a good bit. I, I think that uh, we need to get everybody uh, knowing in, knowing uh, what is going on here so right. that we can uh, fix the situation. And then, you know, after this thing gets... Uh, uh, you know, we can always change it back to the way it was, which would be ideal. Let's get it back to a one-day vote. You know, and where, paper they, ballots where, you know, and everybody gets to, has to show up, and you count the ballots, and you're, you're right. done. Yeah. Uh, okay, with that said, I guess uh, government is not reasoning, is not eloquence, it is force and force like fire, is a dangerous servant and a fearful master, and we'll see we'll you, see you on, next time on the flip side.